I am to the very large crowd audience. Uh, so when we don't, uh, when it doesn't work out to give a share on Sunday, so I try to always be mashlim throughout uh, sometime later in the week. And uh, often it ends up being the last minute, the deadline. So here we are yet again. Uh, of course, we've only gotten closer and closer to Pesach. So of course, we're going to continue focusing on Pesach-related subjects. And this time I want to talk about mashke on Pesach. So, to, to pick up a little bit where uh, the Shir earlier left off, we're familiar with the concept of Chumres on Pesach, until uh, you, to the extent that you could say that that's part of the Chana, part of the preparation for Yom Tov is, number one, you have to clean and uh, look for Chametz. Number two, you have to make your plans for the start and for the meals. And then number three, you have to sit for at least a few hours and talk about your Chumres, my Chumres, and which chumra makes more sense, which chumra makes less sense, and uh, who and why, and especially once you get married, then you have to sit and compare notes, what my family does, what your family does, um, which is better. Um, and, you know, b'chalos, we have a spectrum. On one end of the spectrum, you have people that buy any product that has a hechsher on it, and uh, even if they think the thing doesn't need a hechsher. Uh, and then you have those that... Uh, you know, our erase, uh, you know, they blacklist uh, products, uh, you know, further you go along until uh, the opposite extreme is probably, uh, I don't know, fasting the whole Pesach maybe. So uh, so we can't obviously get into the whole topic of all the Chumanus and all the Hidurim from all of Malazaitan. So like I said, I want to, I chose the subject, the topic of Pesach de Kermashka, um, but I just want to point out um and this is not, I haven't, uh, I'm not going through all the chumras and everything, but I think you can make an observation that you have earlier types of chumras like kitneus, which at least the way the Altadeber presents it in Shulchan Aruch, it's more of the idea that you will get confused in your house, you have things that are too similar, uh, you know, the flower gets confusing, so uh, that's one type of chumra, and then you have chumras that I think we can tag as being later chumras generally uh, as a type, which is connected to how items are produced, the, man, the manner of production. So the further ahead you get in history, the closer you get to this time, and industries start developing, and the factories and more complex uh, products. Um, you know, nowadays you have a concept, people that say they believe in farm to table, yeah, that uh, the farmer lives down the block, and then the, the food gets to your table. It's so simple. It's uh, the old-fashioned way. But as time has moved on, generally, the trend has been in the opposite direction, away from farm to table. So the more that's the case, so the more chances there are for things to go wrong, the more reason, the more basis there is to have concerns. So alongside the development of the modern hechsher, which is for the same reason as you have these factories, and it's not homemade, and it gets more complex, so that's all the more reason to have a hechsher. So at the same time, at least in terms of Pesach, you have more chashashas, more concerns, um, and that's where you end up with these chomeres, in part because we're suspicious about this product, about that product. Now, it's not it's not completely simple and straightforward to say that, oh, the old chomeres are like this, the new chomeres are like that. We have old chomeres, early chomeres, like of this type as well, 
But I, I still think it's fair to say that it really starts gaining momentum in around the 1800s, which is around when you start seeing factories on uh, a large scale. So, for example, if you look at the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch and Simon Tov Samach Zayin and Sif Chavalf and Sif Chavbeis, so the Alter Rebbe says, in these Medinas, we have a minig already that we don't have Tzipayrim, Neglech, uh, cloves, and Karkoim, Saffron. So this is ready from the Ramah. And the reason is because the way it's prepared, the way it's produced, and everyone doesn't grow their own cloves. These are a little more exotic. And the way it's produced is, is they put flour with water and they splash it on the uh, saffron when it's drying. And that's already B'Shem, uh, the Najba, the Magan Avram. Uh, and the Tzipayr and the cloves, they soak it in barley water before they dry it. That's the, the Ramah B'Shem, Mari, Bruna. So you see that these are the types of things where uh, they really have this type of concern. And the Alter adds, even if it grows in your own garden and you're being very careful, we still say it's an is because of minus iron. Why? And this is already also from the Katmoinim, the Marash, the Maril. They, they say, we say the karkoim is not common in, the, in these places. The Yisbrushu karkoim habonim merchakim. Karkoim, by definition, was a foreign product, was uh, foreign produced, that had uh, a process that we uh, were suspicious about. And that's why we banned, so you've already seen the Rebbe and from earlier in the idea of banning a product because of how, where it comes from, how it's produced. And the Rebbe even adds from those same Makaitis that even kalim that are painted with saffron, saffron was used as a bright orange color, I believe, and um, it was used as a dye, it was used as a color, and uh, you shouldn't even use the kalim that use that as a dye. That's how far the, the Humer went. So there you see uh, this idea of our products that got uh, blacklisted. Um, and so that's, we go early enough. It's rare. You have you know, two, three, four things, whatever it is. Um, and then once you get to the 1800s, so again, that's when things start multiplying. Um, Someone who's, uh, if you're interested more on the subject, more dafke on the items that have halachic sources, as opposed to the ones that it's the, the babas and the zedas. If you're interested in the, the ones that have halachic sources, for example, you look at Nitegavriel, Hilchas Pesach, Chelek Beis, chapter 39, and most of the things he cites there are either Shulchan Aruch Yishayinim or later Chayodam, Primagodim. So you'll see uh, things like that, most of the, the nearby prakim, the adjacent prakim there. Now, when it comes to alcohol, but we also have something on alcohol in Al-Tarebbe Shulchan Aruch. If you look in Simon Tov Samach Zayin, Sif Yedal, Tzvav and Tzayin, the Al-Tarebbe says the minig is another product not to have honey, not to consume honey on Pesach. So this is from Goy Smak, Mordech, Marash, Maril, Ramah. Because we're concerned, maybe they mixed flour. Um, that were uh, that were wa- flour from wheat, which was washed before being ground. So, Amela, this flour is hummus like a flour, and it got mixed with the honey. And, he, and that's how the Bishayisif and the Taz and the Magnon explain it. And even if it's a Yiddish honey, and you took it out of your hive, and you know it's not mixed in, same concept as before, um, you still should not eat it or put it in a dish or make mashke, made vash, med, mead. Um, Pesach, because the minus I biter stam honey of this kind was not homemade. But before Pesach, if you make the alcohol before Pesach with the honey, then it's fine. Um, and even that, a lot of details out there, says not so uh, you know firmly entrenched. If uh, if it gets shipped in barrels, 
um, then the flour isn't mixed in, so uh, you would be allowed to even use it on Pesach. The Yishmachmir and the Bach says, even that you shouldn't, not to eat it straight, but to make mashka, he says, we're not mashka like the Bach, uh, if it comes in barrels. Uh, in these countries, you have nothing else to drink on Pesach, says. So, on the one hand, you're seeing that honey is problematic, on the other hand, not 100%. And for Kerry, ultimately, they did want to end up having uh, honey meads uh, in some kosher way that worked out for Pesach. And that's anyway the stomach kaimis, but if you know for sure there's no flour mixed in, yeshlahatir. So again, this is another product where you see this type of concern. Uh, and this is also relevant to the question of alcohol. And this is specifically focusing on honey. But there's no mention here of, and obviously grain-based alcohol is nothing to talk about, but it's grain. So that's... Uh, but now we get to... Uh, other types of alcohol, so for example, everyone knows, vodka, at least the stereotype is that vodka comes from potatoes. I don't think that's actually the case anymore today. Um, I don't know if it was to begin with either, but around the 1800s, you start hearing about, uh, around approximately late 1700s, early 1800s, it seems like that's around when you start hearing about vodka made from potatoes. Um, It's also possible to make vodka from sugar beets, which also seems to be something you might see that uh, they were doing. So, when you come with, so this is a more of a modern product by definition, and when it comes to a modern product, so then you start seeing the modern chumras, and the ground zero here is the letter of Rabbi Akiva Eger. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, it is fairly famous. Uh, we already, in other shim, we already encountered other letters of Rabbi Eger about uh, the language of davening. Um, this past year, a lot of people have spoken about Rabbi Eger's letter, Rinegea the Magefa. So there's a genre, besides the Chuvis and the Chedoshim and the Hagoyas of Rabbi Eger, there's also Igris, Umichtave, Rabbi Eger. So there's a letter from Rabbi Eger on this subject from the year Tov Kuf Tzadik Vav, 1836. He passed away not that long afterwards. Uh, Dafka, the text of this letter is not that all that, doesn't seem to be all that famous and widely Reproduced, although it is, I think, generally known. People know this. It's Rebekah Eger or Mashka. Dafkin Chabad, it seems, of all places, Rebekah Eger's letter perhaps gets an extra special emphasis. Uh, greatly in thanks, it seems, to the Tzemach as we shall see. And even at a point when it wasn't actually common, the text of the Eger's letter wasn't actually that widespread, we find there's actually a Chabad manuscript in the library. There's a manuscript um, because it's a Machzadek, as we'll see, references it, so that someone made a copy of it, so you can have it for reference. Um, as I was going through this and preparing this, I found, I did, however, find some earlier places in which it's printed, because you look in the Chabad Sfarim, and they all met science, uh, like a, a journal from the 1920s. Like that's the first place that was printed. I was trying to figure out, it had to be printed somewhere before. I, I found um, so first of all, I found that not too long afterwards, he had a great-grandson, whose name was Moshe and he printed a guy's of Akiva Eger near the day in Berlin, and at the beginning of the same, right at the beginning, before you get into any of the Haggadahs and Chedushim, he writes that I would like to fulfill the request of my uncle. My uncle, his name was Isaac Kara. Um, Moshe's mother was a granddaughter of Akiva Eger, and his mother's sister was married to Rabbi Isaac Kara. 
He asked that I reproduce, I reprint the Cruz from the Goyen HaMachaber because of the big Pirza that they're producing and consuming and the worst thing is that people that are selling it are claiming they have a Heksher from Rabbi Kivayegar. So therefore, I figured I'm going to put it on the record over here to save everyone from this uh, terrible thing. It's Einish Kadis. They should avoid, ignore all the Rabbanim that are giving you Heksher. They don't understand that this is something that's absolutely not okay. I hope that when they get the cruise, they're going to drop it and they're going to, in fact, share the news, spread the news. And right in the beginning of the Sefer, he's Matik, the cruise. And uh, so it goes like this. The Bikiva Eger says, it's written, it's addressed to everyone, to the Sari Torah and the Tori Karto, the Rabbanim, the Chachamim, the leaders, everyone, everywhere, that uh, it says, I'm, I am getting older, I am getting weaker. So it's gonna, I'm going to write in short. I'm going to keep it short, the Bikiva Eger says. But this is something that's been bothering me very much, and I can't contain it any longer. It's not that long. It's very recent. Again, this theme of new innovations, new products. So... Says the Amonim, the experts, the Brandwein Brenner, the people who produce alcohol, they figured out how to produce spiritus, spirit alcohol, um, to make for to make mashke for Pesach from potatoes. Okay, and they got back then they didn't call it a hechsha yet, so they call it. Eidos, Heidelem, also the Akdama of the, the great grandson, he calls it, uh, they have, uh, he calls it Heksha, but he also calls uh, that uh, they are made on it. Nice name, Dehem. So, that uh, they did it right. They, they, they made the Kashra potato mashka for Pesach. Um, some just believed what they were told. They trusted people that this is how it's produced. And some, because Taka is very severe, very serious, they weren't 100% sure, they didn't want to rely on others, so they went and said, okay, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna be there, we'll be mashkiach. They're going to watch the expert. Now, the expert is not uh, yeah, the expert is a guy, apparently. They're the alcohol experts in, in that part of Europe. So they're watching, they're following their... Uh, their father, whatever, they're being mashkiach on... Uh, the Amon's work from the beginning till the end. However, oh, so everything's good. No, after a year or two, turns out it was all a scam. It was all a lie. And uh, these Amonim are, are lying to everyone about how they are producing this product. They themselves admitted that it was all a trick. Um, and they've been hiding something, a Dover Hamachmetz, in order to, to do the fermentation, they actually do need grain, they do need the grain to become Hamitz, and they figured out a way to get around the Mashkichim, and uh, they could watch from beginning to end, and you still wouldn't have a clue that there's actually Hamitz secretly there, because what did they do? They put the Hamitz into the well, and into the source of water, where they got the water for the spirits, so the the water looks like water, the potatoes look like potatoes, but secretly in the source of the water, they put chametz. And after this was exposed, so it became apparent, everyone realized that it's basically difficult or almost impossible for even the greatest craftsmen to extract spirits straight from the potatoes that uh, would be uh, a product that you could sell without, without, without chametz. Kibayegar says, even if you'll find one or two that claim that they they alone, they do know the secret. They have the trade secret of how to do it. 
without Torevus Chametz, so even if we, at this point, we've been burned before, and maybe we shouldn't believe them anyway, but even if we do believe them, it's a miyuta miyuta, that's not shchiach. And he says, anyway, and this is particularly famous, not the quote, but the idea, he says, even if we say that it's taka belishon Torevus Chametz, I still think it's inappropriate. There's something wrong, there's something inappropriate about drinking it in the days of Pesach, mitam hakomus imodi v'tzofun b'kirbi, the famous tam hakomus of Rabbi Kiva Eger. Now is not the time to reveal it, but every time I think about it, it makes me very upset. So therefore, I'm letting everyone know, the lesser b'isr gomer, to drink on Pesach, yayin sara falasim ispirito seyetzi v'tabuchi adama, and this person who drinks it is the same as someone who, who helps uh, distribute it, it's all the same. It's like Chometz, Dog, and Gomer, even though it has a Ksav Hachshir, that it's without Torev, it's Chometz. And I'm glazed at anyone who listens to me to uh, stay away from this. Um, and I call out to anyone, anyone who learned in my yeshiva, because Mekiv Eger had a yeshiva, and people have gone through that uh, back then. The big Rabbanim had yeshivas. So whoever, whoever passed through my yeshiva, even if they grew up and they're G'daylim and greater than me, but I, I, as your former Rosh Hashiva, I want to command you that you from the this Isser, wherever you are, so that no one should be nichshal. Um And I'm asking that all the other G'daylim also sign on and express their agreement to get rid of this Mechshela and Takala and to lesser Isser that you're not allowed to drink it. And he signs Posen, which is where he was a Rav for the last decades of his life, Kislev, Chav Kislev, Tovkov Tzadik Vav, Akiva, which is how he signs his letters, not with the name Eger. And right afterwards, there uh, is a cruz from Varshoi, which is one of the ways of saying Varsha. You see that spelling in older sources. So uh, after Kislev, Kislev Shvat, two months later, there's a letter in Varsha that there's a new Yash Pesach, Tepuchi Adama Kartofu, and uh, it's spreading around. And then we hear that the, the same point, the same argument that the Umnim, they're lying. It's all a trick. It's all a trap. There's Hametz mixed in. Um, and every year that passes, we find out more about the, what's going on here. Even if the Seichrim are honest, but uh, they can't outsmart the Umnim. And Rebekah Eger already has uh, been this writer, and he made a, made a big deal about it. As you can see in his cruz, which is printed, so we're letting you know that from now on, it's also to make mashka from potatoes, and it's also to drink it and to keep it in your house. If it's treated, mamash like chametz gomer without any, no hechsher helps. Um, and uh, and if there's anything left over from last year, never mind what they made this year, chalila to sell it, signed by Shlema Zalman of Pozna, who's now in Varsha, Tzvihish Krakadayim, David Optimats. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I was not able to find much more in terms of historical background that you know could shed more light, more details. I mean, it'd be interesting to find maybe secular sources that talk about uh, the history and development of spirits. That I did not manage uh, in the time that I had to track down additional information to explain what's going on. Now, obviously, it's been long accepted and established the Gabi the that it is possible to extract spirits from potatoes. But that's what the Bikivayegu said, and uh, the Rabbanim of Varsha at the time. Signed on as well. 
the the signatory in Varsha, who writes the Kosas of Shlemazam Posna, so that's of Shlemazam Lifshitz. He lived from the 1760s and he passed away also a year, two years, three years later, Tafkim Sadak Tess. Yudalf Nissen actually, Tafkim Sadak Tess. He's known as the Chemda Shloyme. He was the first Rav of Varsha. Um, his caver is still there. There's an oil in the base Omen of Varsha. And he's about the same age as Rabbi Kivager, also 1760s to the 1830s, and they both passed away two, three years later after these letters. While I was preparing this, after I found that, I actually found an even earlier source for these letters, that on Hebrew books, there's a Haggadah Pesach that was printed in Varsha. It's a Haggadah Pesach with a Peter's Lush and Ashkenaz, Boisius Mirubois, Imna Kudus, State of the Art. Um, and in the Rebbe's library, in the entry for the Sagada, they write Varsha Tovkov Tzadikvav question mark because there's no date actually on the title page. Uh, it's printed. The Matpis's name is Rdovich Glover, and the, in the Rebbe's library, in the entry, they, they note that it has these kruzim. So Taka, if you open it up, so there's Taka no date. But if you search who's Rdovich Glover, you'll find that the things Rdovich Glover printed in Varsha are all from the late 1830s, early 1840s. So it's got to be around then. Uh, Dafka, if I'm searching what he printed, Dafka seemed like he printed a lot of more if declared uh, things. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but the, the Iker is that if you look at, so it's also you open the, the Haggadah, the first page, after you open the Haggadah, it says, And it says, He's writing about the Rava And then afterwards it says, So it has to be, if it's not Tadak Vav, it has to be Tadak Zion. So this is actually managed to track down, even though they're not scientists, but uh, there is this. Source for it where it's printed, Mamish in Haggadah. You open Haggadah, the first thing there is the, the latest uh, Isser, the latest Psak, Varshan from Rabbi Kiva Eger about this issue. We're going to move on now to the Tzemach Tzedek, who dealt with this issue in the next, the following year, Tafk of Tzedek Zion, and the year after that, Tzedek Ches. So um, the material on this. Originally, part of it was printed in the original Tzemach Tzedek. Part of it was printed later in the Miluim, in the Tzemach Tzedek. Part of it was printed in the Divrei Nechemia. Part of it was printed by Bar 11 and Yagel Teira that came out in the Lamans and the Mems. And then part of it he printed in Igris Kredish of the Tzemach Tzedek, but he printed individually about 10 years ago. But now we have the new edition of the Shazat Shiva Tzemach Tzedek, I don't know if you've seen it, you're familiar, but uh, they do a very nice job of collecting all the information from all the different sources and, play, and putting it more or less in one place. It's still divided. There's like the tshuva, and then there's hashlamas to the tshuva, and then there's nispachim at the end. But b'chlalos, uh, you can find it all in the same volume. Now, the focus of this discussion is actually more about questions of hag'ola, which is actually what uh, the, which are the halachas that Ramam is learning here now. But it also touches on the Rebbe Eger. And we'll get back to the question of how widespread and uh, what the attitude towards it is. Mm-hmm. Strange. Okay. So they also, they also include a, uh, a bit of an introduction, a bit of background. So the story goes like this. It's based on just all the letters. You piece together all, all the information, you get the story. In the month of Ir, Tovkov Sadek Zion, 
it's about a year uh, or more after the, the Kibega wrote his letters. Um, in Ukraine, there's a city called Lachovitz, and it should not be confused for those who have heard of Lachovitch, different place. So Lachovitz is in the Poltava region in Ukraine, Lachovitsa or Lachovitz, and they built a factory there. They built a, a factory for producing alcohol. And uh, not that I'm an expert on all the machinery, but the, the steam was the main uh, factor of how this machine worked. Uh, after Shavuos, there was a Nugget, a wealthier man, the guy who made uh, deals. He, his name was Chaim Donayevsky of Lachovitz, and he made a deal and a contract with the pirates, stole the old-fashioned way of doing business, the pirates, the Odin, as it's written in the Chavuos, the Odin owns, you know, most or all of the property, including the factories. And if you're a year that plays on uh, that level, so you make the contract with the pirates to lease his factory. So he got admitted deal with the pirates that he can make Pesach de Kamashka using the pirates' machinery, which were advanced and sophisticated for Russia at the time. And uh, as we'll see, it comes in the letters that the, the pirates at least initially said, I'm going to help you kosher it, we'll give you the wood, you need, we'll be able to kosher it. The pirates understood that uh, there was kosher involved. So the Naga, you need a hechsher though, this is already getting complex, it's not uh, simple. So he asked the mutz of Lachavitz, his name was Yubikasil Zusman Chayfetz, who is known mostly in these letters as Zusman, that he should do the Hagalah. Zosman didn't do it just himself. He also got a nearby Motz on board. The Motz's name was Avram Yitzchak Zlabinsky of Mirharad Yoshan. Mirharad is like 30 miles from Lachavitsa, um, also in the Potava region. The city in that area that you might have heard of is Hadich. So that's that corner of the world. So Avram Yitzchak got involved, and initially Avram Yitzchak was going to work with him. But at some point, Rami Yitzhak saw how it's done, and he said, I disagree, this whole thing is not legitimate. And that's when the problem started, because Rami Yitzhak made it, now, made, now made it his, uh, key, his uh, mission to tell everyone that it's no good. So, Rami, so we begin with the letters that the Rami Yitzhak wrote. Rami Yitzhak wrote two lengthy letters uh, to the Tzemach Tzedek, in which he explained the whole situation. Uh, he first has, introduces simply the machinery. This is brand new machinery. Later we'll see the Samach Tzedek himself says, I'm not even sure I understand fully how these machines work. So he starts with a, a lengthy description. He says, so a factory in Russian is a Zavod. So he says, the Zavod, you have a big kettle, a big metal kettle that's sealed from all sides. It's called a Paravik. And you boil the water inside and there's a lot of steam. And... Uh, from there, it goes through pipes, either metal pipes or wooden pipes, to other kalim, and that's this, this hot water is, is just traveling and, and, and cooking things. Um, and then when it comes to actually making the chametzdeke mashka, so the way this, this is originally a chametzdeke mashka factory, so you have a big tub that in Russian he calls a zatierna bit, and you put the flour and the water there, and uh, the dough is not too hard, not too soft, he talks about what the temperature is exactly. He was trying to figure out what the temperature was. And uh, after it cooks in there, the dough cooks in there for like an hour or two, there's a, a drain. There's a hole in the bottom of the tub. And you open the, the drain, so then it drains out through other pipes. Uh, and the pipes themselves are like, he says, 20 ama long. From there, it drains into something called the chalodnik. The chalodnik is 
very huge space, very large. Approximately, he says, 20 amas long and 5 amas wide. Pretty big. And it's not tall. He says the whole concept of this chaladnik is, is that when the dough gets in, it cools off very fast. It's not bunched up together. It's very spread out, spread out apart. And under the chaladnik, he says, there are four kalim that are called bitten kvasnikas. And there's four holes in the chaladnik across each bit, so that after it cools off in the chaladnik, then it goes down through the holes into each bit, into the kvasnik. And there it sits for four days, and there that's where it starts fermenting, and charifos, and the chamitzos. And he says, this is even more powerful than yeast, meaning the din of se'ar, this is even more powerful than se'ar. He goes on and describes even more, and we'll leave the description of the kalim at that. He says, but everything here is made out of wood. All the big kalim are made out of wood. And the wood is boards. So how do you keep all the boards together? So he says, we use something called kanapatka. So this I looked up. What's kanapatka? So kanapatka in English is caulk. So they add some kind of caulking material. And they put the caulk in the spaces. And he says, every day they're putting more caulk. It's not, I guess, the most powerful uh, caulk in the world. So every day they keep on fixing it and adding it. It's getting loose. They put more, they put more. And the chametz that's already there, we're talking about chametz the kekelim, so the chametz there stays from day to day. Anyone who's involved can knows this, that the, the chametz is getting, uh, is accumulating and embedded in that uh, kind of patkin. He says there also are four kelim called drazankas, which, in which they make uh, some a kind of a yeast with which they are mechametz, the main dough. And these kelim are rooted to the ground. You can't move them. And they're also very far from the kettle. So uh, you wouldn't be able to kosher it with water directly from the kettle. It would have to be through a klisheni, and you'd have to use an evan malubin where they are. Because you can't usually, even something like this, at least you wouldn't be able to roll it. If you can pour that water in and roll it around, that would be helpful. However, because they're rooted to the ground, can't roll them. Remember, this is not a Yiddish factory, this is the parts factory, so you're very limited in the, with what uh, leeway you have to do what you want. Also the stone, he says, the stone can't really go everywhere. You'd also really have to roll it in order to be confident the stone gets everywhere. And the chametz, as we described, is a Dover Kharaf. Because the way the factory was built was that they were rooted to the ground, the kvun. Because he had to roll the whole thing. Yeah, he's like, ideally, if you could roll the keli with the hot water inside, that would be good. But you can't. Uh, it's hard to know exactly what, uh, you know, from these descriptions, but uh, that's what uh, he's saying. That, uh, that's what he says. And the stone also wouldn't be able to get around. So that's his description, uh, in short, of uh, these keli. So he says, so now he's getting into the halachas. So he says, the Magen Avram holds that there's a chumre. He learned the Simon Tafran Alf. So there's a concept of Klelisha, Meducha, Beis'er, Beis'chareses, these types of kalim. So there's a minik. The minik is Ramachmir, that we don't use these kalim even with Hagala. So Avram wants to compare this to those and say it's the same thing. And the Magen Avram holds that we're that if a keli absorbs a dover charef, that's even worse than regular uh, regular iser, and hagola doesn't help. 
Another point he makes, halachically, is because you have all these boards and you can't really clean out the chametz that's be'en, even if it wasn't a davar kharif, you can't do Hagalah if the chametz is be'en. Because in this case, you look at the, the kvasnikas and the drasnikas, the chametz is a davar kharif, so it's like a beser, you can use it to be mechametz other dough. And he says, this kharifis is not stam kharifis. This kharifis is otsum betam bereach. You wouldn't even be able to stand there and uh, inhale it. That's how powerful it is. It will completely overpower you and overwhelm you. And it's very sticky. It's sticky enough that the dough is getting stuck everywhere. So you have both of these problems. It's Sayyid Avar Kharif. And we have this whole dinner base to in the minute that we don't do Agala. And the also Pashat Begashmis. It's everywhere. It's Be'en. So we have uh, two reasons here. I, who says we're talking about before Pesach? Maybe this is all talking about on Pesach itself. So he says, no, no, no. Um, don't say that. The Taz says that uh, you could do Agala for the Meducha. And it wouldn't be a problem of being Mishana from the Minik. The Taz holds, says that because he holds that you're before Pesach, you even be a Dayan. But according to the Magan Avram, he says a double pashat that there's no chilek between before Pesach and on Pesach. We're ready Makabal to follow Rashi that Hagal doesn't work. So Hagal doesn't work ever. Why should we do it? It's a din in Hagal and not a din in, 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 in Pesach per se. The din in Hagal and a double kharif, so this shouldn't matter. And the way to explain it halachically is that Bimashar and the entire Kali, because we don't know exactly how much the double kharif went into the Kali. Feed the chesh with the entire keli, and the place come masbir in a few places that there's no shishim in the keli. Keneged kolak keli. If you're if you're being chash of kolak keli, you don't have shishim. And that's so that's what the, that's the davar charef side. And on the other time that you can't clean, so uh, yeah, vaita. You see, there's a, there's a, there's a, in halacha and simtaf and beis is a concept of sakim. Sometimes you can, for chametz be'ein, you should be able to wash it off. But we say there's certain things sakim you can't wash it off. So, uh, this is the same category. You need a lot more of an intense kind of process, which is what we can't do here. So, Mamela, you can't get rid of the Chametz Ben. And right, Makaris then indicate that you can wash. So, uh, that could be maybe when there's space, at least there's space there, so you can actually wash it off well and, and, and nicely. But here it's dachok, and they keep on adding more cork on top of the old cork, so the, the original cork with the chametz is deep, deep, deep inside. So it's clear the chush shows you that the water is not going to get rid of it. I spoke to experts, and they said, we see the chush, there's no tachbula, there's no trick that we know, because you speak to an engineer, an expert, they have tricks. But no, I spoke to them, there's no trick to get the chametz out where it's uh, embedded in the kanapatka. Says, even in the chaladnik, which is where the dough only passes through for a very short amount of time in order to cool off, um, and the dafka need to clean the chaladnik. It ruins the the product, the mashka, if uh, the chaladnik is not cleaned for the previous day. So still, when you put the new dough in, when the dough touches the part where the cork is, where the kanapatka is, you see a white. So something white ends up on the dough. It says that's from the chamitzos in the kanapatka. 
obviously there's a lot more to it. We're gonna we're doing highlights here. Another thing he says is is that uh, even the taz. So we said the taz holds you have to be about to be a dime before Pesach, and then you can actually eat it on Pesach when it's Asr. We don't hold like the taz, like the Alter Rebbe says in Simon Tafman Beis. Uh, so that's not uh, not an option here. And the Nei De Behuda, and this gets discussed more later on, the Nei De Behuda says that um, when we say that it's Osir Levatel, well, Osir Levatel is talking about the food itself. Now to have food in order to then eat the food right afterwards. Uh, you can't, that's not a trick you can do. The Nei De Behuda says not only to be the food in order to eat the food, but even to use a keli. To mevatel nisr lechatchila, uh, in order to use the keli, it's also considered that your kavona is to mevatel it, and it's no good. Another point he raises later on, Rav Yitzhak, is that um, there are parts, is the pipes, the metal pipes where the steam goes through to heat up the, the bit. He says, you can't clean it at all. He describes it's like this messy, complex uh, maze of, of pipes. And uh, there's no way to, to stop, the dough doesn't really belong there, but the dough, there's no way to stop the dough from going there. And if you can't stop it, and then you can't get to it. There's no way to, to reach all the way inside. Not only that, but also the middle pipe, the main pipe, the middle pipe is on a base, and that base is loose, and dough can accumulate under the, under the base. And I saw myself, after they cleaned it, I searched more, and they were able to pull out five quarts of dough from under that base. And who knows how much more there is over there. Okay. You, can't, you can't really reach it, huh? Who is relying on the Workers there. Um, he says, uh, perhaps, he says, anyway, the hands can't reach fully and uh, the eyes certainly can't see what you're doing. Um, so, um, so Mamela, and already he says, already established that if uh, Hagal doesn't work on Pesach, then it doesn't work before Pesach either, according to him. Back to the code of the Dover Kharif and back to the, the idea of. How the hot water even spreads around over here. He says that the Kvasnikas have a Dover Kharif and they absorbed it. So the Hagal has to be a Kledish in Nafka. And uh, he says, I was there and I saw how the, that Mats, Zusma, wants to do the Hagala. And um, so they heat up the Zatierna bits uh, from the kettle. And then they open the holes, and from there, the, the water starts cor- coursing down from the pipes, and from there it ends up in the chalodnik, and in the chalodnik it spreads across the huge chalodnik. There, at least the hole is big, so it spreads fast. The chalodnik itself, the holes that it has to the kvasnik is under it, the holes are there are small, so the next step, it has to go through small holes, so it's actually slower. And you know why those holes are slow, by the way? Why are the holes from the big chalodnik to the plastic? Why are those holes slow? Because when you are when you have dough, you want the dough to cool off. The whole purpose is to prevent heat from spreading. You want the heat to... And now you're trying to do a pialacha. You're trying to get the hot water everywhere. And you're counting on it to be uh, hot water, uh, clay addition, uh, after it goes through this whole process. Between the, 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 the space it travels... And the time that it takes, it's impossible that it's still uh, the right warmth. It's the parts is uh, it's the parts is the thing. Can I, can I be envisioning like a distillery that I'm envisioning nowadays? Like 
I'm not sure. I mean, I, I haven't studied distilleries. So I can't tell you. I'm sure it was more primitive than whatever we have now, in a sense. But there could have been parts that were Dafka more, more complicated. Ah. So it says, and anyway, it's Mikaeli Alkaeli. Um, and true, you could put the, the, the hot stones. That helps even Mikaeli Alkaeli. But how many stones do you need for such a situation? He says, if you measure how much this Kaeli can contain, he says, Elif Hin, a thousand, you know, whatever measurement that uh, that corresponds to. He says, you have to kind of figure out how many stones you would actually need in order to bring the heat back up to the heat of a cleanish. So I actually asked experts. I keep on consulting with experts. And uh, they proved that different proofs that the number of rocks, hot rocks you would need in order to bring the heat, the temperature back up to cleanish, which means that it's actually bubbling, is so many, so many rocks that it's almost impossible. And the other posture that if you need Hagalab Eclidition, and it's not, it's not boiling, it's not bubbling, even with the oven, it's also. So even before Pesach, this whole Hagalab is not Hagalab at all. So even before Pesach, it should be also even with the oven. Because you uh, you haven't gotten rid of the Hagalab, hasn't uh, really done anything. And you, right, we said that the Charef, it's been Meshire and the whole Kaili. And he adds another point. He says that uh, it makes sense to say that this charifus that's absorbed is actually nice and tam l'shvach. The charifus from the chametz, when you're not going to do your Pesach Dekoran, the Pesach Dekamashka is going to benefit from the charifus of the previous chametz Dekamashka. So it's l'chol apachas kepagom b'soyfe l'hashbiach. So Mamele, uh, he's finding that this is uh, really, really, really problematic, um, even, even with the Abbot. He ends off, he says, I had dashed this letter off, it was out of Shabbos, I really wanted to go through it in Magia, but I didn't have time, and uh, the post office schedule over there, you couldn't just send a letter every day, the post left at certain intervals, and he wanted it to make it in this delivery, so I sent it as is. And then he followed up with another letter, he says, I got into the whole question of the and it's not so pashat. Uh, it gets into that at great, great length, we're not, we're not going to get into that at great, great length. One thing he brings is that there's a, there's a din shokhanach about a gas. You have a thing for producing wine. It's the issue of yayin and your machshirit. But there's still our chatzan and there's still our pieces from before. And the din is you don't have to actually go and pick out every single piece, even though technically if you find it, it's bad. I mean, if you look, you don't see it now. Uh, we say it's fine. So this seems to suggest that maybe in a case like this as well, where uh, something somewhere bad, but maybe uh, so it's the, it might not be a problem. So he wants to tie in a, that over there, it's because it's not chashif. Mamish don't care whether it's there or not. Yeah, no, you don't care about it at all. You're not even being mechavan to be mevatlet. Because when you're mechavan to mevatlet, the second you have that kavana, you're actually being machshavit. So that's a problem. So Shainkin over here, he says, whatever is left, be'en, you are machshit. Why? Because I already tied it. And anything that's left is going to help your next batch. It's going to help your next batch along. It's not, the chametz is important. You can't do it without chametz. So certainly the chametz is going to be helpful uh, even when you're doing the mead, even if you're doing, if it's honey or whatever it is, uh, it's going to be helpful. So Mamela, you are, so either it's there or you bring the scav and levatle, which is also not good. So he says, based on all of this, and he's the part of what he's wrestling with is that 
it's hard you know, he needs to make the case, but it's also even be the event. So he says, after we explained that all the Paiskam said um, that uh, it's also to use these Kalim to make the Pesach Dekamashka even with Hagala, and this Mat is overriding, overruling to be Matu, it's also in Adin. And he was paid, it's Gader of the Dishanim. What's the Gader of the Dishanim? He says, look around. Glile Seinu, where we live, which is Ukraine, and Poland, Lita, Raisin, Poland, Lithuania, Belarus, all of these uh, regions. We never heard of cautioning a factory uh, from Chametz de Kamashka to Pesach de Kamashka. So that was part of what was going on in the story, is that this was uh, a first. Whenever there's a first, it's always uh, more problematic and controversial. Says, For Karat, the fact that we never did it, that's a gedr. We don't do this. And he attributes this also to Harav the Homel, Isaac of Homel. We know Isaac from other sources here was involved, although we don't have any uh, text from him on the subject. He says, a lot of people scream that uh, this much before, that he shouldn't do it until the G'dayim at least weigh in and say if they agree. And he didn't do that. So we can tie that this is Mavatal Isser B'mezid. So that's for sure no good. Um... And Maitre, we said that the, most of the whole, the whole idea that you can't do Dover uh, Kharif and these Kalim, it's a minute, we said. The Magan Avram said it's a minute. So he says if it's a minute, there's a Rajva and a Tshuva that says, Kol yesh so Maitre, you're taking something which is a minute and you're being a Vatlet B'mezid. So Mela, it should be absolutely no good even with the Avid. Anyway, Chutz Mekalanal, there's another reason to ask even with the Avid. Ikar Adin. Um, is a new argument, interesting uh, original argument. Is I spoke to experts, he keeps on uh, talking to the experts, and there were uh, big experts on this factory, and they say that it's actually their personal opinion is, right, Hagal, what's Hagal supposed to do? Hagal is supposed to remove whatever is absorbed. He says they don't believe there's anything in the world that can actually remove the mashka, the alcohol that's absorbed in this kalim, which got absorbed through the, the boiling, the heat, and the steam. The steam is so powerful, especially when it's sealed on all sides. And he says, we see that it absorbs to such an extent that, you know, obviously when something has water, there might, there might be condensation on the outside. But here we see that the mashka gets so absorbed that it starts coming out on the other side while the thing is boiling. You can see the mashka mamish penetrating and coming out on the other side. He's claiming it's it's mashka, and even though it's uh, as thick as a tefach, it's going through, and it's not just dripping off. He says it's spritzing off. You stand there, you get uh, spritzed from uh, the mashka. It's shooting out of this uh, keli. Uh, that's how powerful the heat and the steam is. So uh, such a blea, such a pleat uh, that it's coming out like that. So uh, can Agala really remove something like that? You say a lot of these experts are saying that they think we explain to them, you know, Hagal and all, you know, they're experts uh, in, in their kind of way. And he said, no matter what Hagal you would do, they think they could still extract alcohol from the Kali afterwards through their tricks that they know. He says, I do we care about that? Falacha says Hagala works for creates. Paiskin don't talk about this. He says, No, I have a that there is such a concept, it brings the Gemara and Psachem, and the way the Pesos explains the Gemara and Psachem, that it was asking about a certain keli, should we, because of the unique blia of this keli, should we treat it like clay matchas, and Agala works, or should we treat it like clay cheres, and Agala 
doesn't work. So you see from here, he says that there is sometimes you use your own judgment if you see that the blia is unusual, that you might say this is in a klicheres category, because klicheres, by definition, of the Torah, absorbs and you can never fully get it out. So H. Leimer, that there is such a metzias that if you see that it's acting similar to klicheres, we say it has the same then. That was his argument. That's the second letter. Then, a while later, we don't have dates and all of these things. We know it's all within the summer of Tafkaf Tzadik Zayin and the beginning of Tafkaf Tzadik Ches. This letter is addressed at the beginning. This is clearly the Admar, Chak, Shmoy, Menachem, Mendel. He says, I can't help myself and I have to tell you. He says, Rum Kavoyt Teirosoy Ukedushas Admar. Gets the double... Uh, this, oh, so yes. Yeah, so this is... Uh, the background quickly was that there was a factory in Lachavitz in Ukraine. The local Rav was Zusman. He was... He also got this Rav Ramitsuk Zlabinsky of Mirharad Yashan involved. Ramitsuk said it's no good. He wrote the letters that we just were uh, talking about. And now he's following up, he's making it his personal crusade to, to fight this. So he says, I have to tell you, that uh, the, the latest updates. I already sent you the question in the last post, you know, delivery. And I let, and whatever I wrote to you, I also spoke about to them. He says, and I spoke to Reb Chaim, and, and, and when I spoke to him, it seemed like I made a big ration, and he was talking to him, wait, hold off with making any more until we get a response from the Tzemach Tzedek. Tzemach Tzedek is uh, a goggle, it's, you know, the, the questions go to him. And part of my kavana was, he says, I don't trust this Matz. I think this Matz has a mezima. He's going to do it l'chatchile, Counting on the fact that others are going to be matter, but the avid. <laughs> he goes ahead and does it, and then uh, they did it already. Oh, but the avid came up with the avid now. Um, says, now I heard, so I, I thought that was that's why I tried to tell the Chaim to hold off to the Tzemach Tzedek. But then something happened. What happened? He says, Hamatz, the Chaim, the fall, Ben Harav, the Aaron, Halevi, Mr. Asalia. So Rabbi Nalevi of Strashela is involved somehow. His son is Rebchaim Rafal. If you look it up, actually, it says that Rebchaim Rafal was actually a shtukum amal makim to Rebbe which uh, maybe is why he was traveling through Lachavich. Maybe it was a shtukum Rebbe type trip, um, which was more common then. When he traveled through Lachavich, the Nag, the Nagid, Rebchaim, and the Mats of Zusman flagged him down. And maybe what the implication of being a fias is, I don't know, money perhaps, that he should put his name. He's also a mandomar, he's the, the stasheller. So the stasheller of Chaim Rafal gave him a hechshin on the zavod. And uh, he says, it's Kenyan Ho'omer, Makloy, Yagidloy, there's a Gemara that's called Hamekloy, Magidloy. If someone gives a kula when you really enjoy and appreciate it, so you tell, oh, you're so great, it's such a great kula. So he's implying, I guess, that, uh, you know, felt good for Chaim uh, Rafal to have the decisive uh, psak, and then everyone is very happy. So now they're back at it. And he tells them, this is not just me. All the hidden in the whole surroundings are storming about this. They're shocked because no one ever heard of such a thing to be machsher, chametz, be'en. And then I was thinking to myself, that, oh, Achra Maiz is going to say, ah, oh, bittel b'shishim. But uh, I'm, I'm repeat what I said last time, that the Hagala is b'chlau, not Hagala, due to the whole situation, the way the water it can't be direct when the water spreads, uh, you cannot consider it that it's just mayim rice and boiling water for condition. It's going through a 20-foot, whatever an ama is, a 20-foot pipe, and it's not even in one shot. And from there it goes into the chalodnik, 
And the Chalotnik is big, so it has to spread out across the whole Chalotnik. The Chalotnik itself, we said earlier, was 20 Amas by 5 Amas, so it's a very big keli, takes time to spread. And, uh, and the whole keli was designed for things to cool off in it because it's so spread out. That's, that was the whole point of it. Um, there's no height, it's just uh, long and flat. Literally, that's came uh, who I didn't look up. Uh, maybe uh, those who know Russian it could be the word itself. Mamish implies chaladnik implies cooling off. It sounds like, and um, from the chaladnik, then it goes into small holes, which we said also in the last letter. The whole small holes were designed also for to take long, so it cools off. So again, this is not just uh, the hagol. Is not hagol. And since back then, in my previous letter, I said I wasn't sure about the Avonim Lubanim. Like, how many Avonim Lubanim would you need to put to spread to keep the water at a boiling level? I didn't want to be mighty diva uh, if I, oh, I thought I made my case anyway. But now I feel it's an obligation. When I see that things are just continuing, I have to let the quick to you know, know what I saw. I came to the Zavod when they insisted, and I saw that they were being doing like all one of these, uh, one of these Kalim. And uh, so they put three small racks inside the big chalotnik, 20 amas by five amas. There's three racks inside. He says, What is this a joke? And I spoke to the mats. And what can I do? He's a cow. He starts, you know, he's not uh, holding back. He's a cow. And there are many more coolest. I can't even describe all the coolest. But uh, he says, just, just think about these, the, this factory. He says, the 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 kalim themselves, he says, Paul Kaley can make bias nechshav. Especially if you look at what the houses were like back then in Ukraine. Uh, a Kaley that's a 20 amas by 5 amas, you can probably uh, move the whole family in there. And not Kaley. It's like a bias. And uh, it has holes and has cracks and hidden parts. And the tircha is unbelievable. And here he mentions, don't forget, we're dealing with a parts over here. He says, the Odin and his hashaitrov, they're standing, they're not letting you... Uh, be mechatet and menaker because they're kalim. You're using their kalim. And I was there that the the Odin had an outburst. You know, not much like the stereotype uh, from the stories. The Odin uh, originally, the, he claimed the Odin said that uh, he gave him the or, or quoted it earlier. The Odin had given him the. Uh, I think later, just my mind, the Odin had given the uh, the kalim and the, the woods and the goyim to do the kashering. But uh, when I was there, he had an outburst at the Achar of Shaitra. You're dealing with the Parits, you're dealing with the, the, the Parits' enforcer, and they're screaming at them, they're, they're doing the Hachshar. So even if they could have done things right, because of the Tircha, because of the Maira, so they're hurrying and they're being made in every possible way. And uh, like I said in my last letter, I found under a pipe, under a base, I found uh, under a board, I found five kvart of dough. I, says, I found five kvart of dough, of dough under a certain base that moves around that they supposedly cleaned under. I found five kvart of dough under it afterwards. Well, I mean, they're filling up something that's 20 hours. They, 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 they also speak about the quantities of the actual, just I'm not familiar with them. Uh, seems like too much dough for, uh, for fermentation. <laughs> yeah? So now we now we move on. So that's Rav Ram uh, side version of things. Now we move on to Rebekasil um, Zusman. So we have two letters from him. One is like a general chuva, and one is addressed to the Tzemach Tzedek, asking the Tzemach Tzedek to take 
his side. And the first shova, so the way he explains it is, he says, um, right off the bat, he says, okay, yeah, we have the certain kalim, and the minig is not to use hagola, not to use the Pesach, that minig. So it's very nice. That's on Pesach. Right, right away he says, but before Pesach, it doesn't say any safer, you can't use it before Pesach. So, um, so that's fine. Um, and then there's a, there's a, there's a, a vart about not using the, the klilisha of the kolashana even with hagala. He says, but even over there, the problem is that if you're 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 you're, you're baking matzah on those kalim, you shouldn't bake matzah on those kalim because maybe that matzah will be machmitz faster. But we're not we're not making matzah over here. It's uh, for something else. He says even on Pesach would be fine if you filled it up with water before Pesach. You fill it up with water. It takes it down from the level of a base to Base to we know there's the minute and all that, but if you fill up with water, then it goes back down to a normal keli, and then you do agala. Um, so th- therefore, what did I do? He says, first I did shift shift. I, I scraped and scrubbed the keli. Then I filled them with water. So even according to this minute, base to not a problem. We can make up a agala now. And... Uh, and we don't use them for that long anyway. It's just a small period. It's just this whole, I guess, all the dough and all that stuff is all, uh, or I guess, or the equivalent you're doing like the kosher, the, the, the Pesach Dikka one. Whatever process you do in these kalim is for a short amount of time. And then as soon as it starts fermenting, we take all the mashka out, we put them in new Pesach Dikka kalim. Then we can bring the new Pesach Dikka kalim once the fermentation process has started. And even if there's, you say there's some parts of the chametz that we can't clean out, it's muta to muta, it's about before Pesach. I, maybe it's going to cause some chamitzos. No, I also put a lot of plaster, putting a lot of sid. But this plaster ruins the chamitzos. And what if the chamitz is ba'an? No, it's the sid, the plaster ruins it, and it's nifzom achilas kalaf. And he claims that everyone who's seen this knows that there's inkana uh, fibu mashu. And shifshof and everything under the sicha. He says, even if you say it's also the mevatel chametz for Pesach, that's dafka if you're mevatel it in order to eat it. He claims to try to claim that the chametz is helping. He says here you don't care about it. You're not to kavan is not to be mevatel it. So really, you're not being mevatel it to the and uh, we have the fetish by Pesach. We have Makaitis that say that you're allowed to move out before Pesach. They're done, Chagyakiv, a bunch of Pesachim. He says, Benegaya the cock, he mentions the Kanapatka. He says, um, anyway, whatever this is, Bottle of Miyuta. But anyway, also with all, my, all the things that I'm doing, the soaking and the washing, it should be good for the Kanapatka as well. And then he describes the process of how he did the Hagala and getting into every prop, but he says he did multiple times. He poured hot water into individual things, not just through the, not just through the top and going through everything. He also uh, poured hot water in other places. In some places it was the steam that uh, the, he was, was cautioning through the steam. In some places then he was maybe the steam isn't so good, so he tried to get the water everywhere. So he tied it that he did uh, a great job. Then we have then we have the actual uh, huh? yeah yeah we're getting there. <laughs> um, then we have another letter to the Tzadik directly. And here's where he writes the story. That last year, this is where we know the story from. Last year we built the zavod with the steam, 
and he describes it in his words how it works. Um, and he says, Mechadish ear, right when they built it, they made a run of Chomets the Kamashka. And then after Shavuot, Chaim Donayevsky, first he actually bought the Patika. So I didn't look up exactly what Patika is, but they write here on the bottom that it's uh, like a byproduct of sugar. So I'm imagining that it has something to do with the, we hear about beet sugar based vodka. I'm guessing it's something like that. That was probably uh, beet sugar or you know, something like that. So first, he did lots of deals with the pirates. First, he actually bought the actual uh, product from which they were producing the mashka. Doesn't mention, like I said, doesn't mention potatoes here. I guess it was like a, it was this. And then he made a, a, a contract that he uh, could use the factory and the Odin gave the shos and goyim and wood to be machshir. So he was describing, emphasizing different things. It emphasizes how the Odin was having a, you know, was throwing a tantrum and the resistance describes, oh, the, the Odin, he gave us the things we need to be machshir. And again, he describes exactly how he did it. And uh, he writes, oh, but from Yitzhak of Mirharad was actually there when I was machshir it. Um, which, you know, technically, uh, he was there and he didn't like it, and that's uh, ever since then he's uh, opposed to it. He throws in also that it's, it's, it's nice and time of gam, which is the opposite of what the Bavamit Saktayana, that it's the Shavach. So, Lamela, can you please, uh, can we do the Chatchila? And also, we, won't, we made already, uh, you know, which Ravamit said is really part of this plan, but uh, what we made already, it says, besides the Hefsud Merube, had a Dover Zen, a Gael, and a Fashas. He's implying maybe that the pilots, after all, is maybe someone you don't want to start up with. Maybe that's what he's implying. So, please help. So, the Semach Tzedek responds. He says, this is Simon Aleph and Semach Tzedek. Semach Tzedek I got your letter, and I already got this question from your Yitzvak, and I got it actually when I was in Dubrovna. We know from other sources that in Tamus Tafkov Tzadik Zion, the Semach Tzadik was in Dubrovna. We have a more from there. So I showed it to the Rav over there that the Semach Tzadik respected. Pshleima was the Mats and the Rav in Dubrovna, and we looked into it. Pshleima Berav Yosef. I asked him to look into it, and we agreed that she'ein l'hakol b'zeb shum oifen b'oilam. And I wrote that in short term of Rami Yitzchak, which we don't have. And now you're reaching out to me, so I'm going to answer you clearly. Well, even forget about what Negei Ladin. He says, Mene kol Yisrael b'chol ha-medinus is that they make the mashka for Pesach, dafka with new pipes, or with libun, which makes them like new. We're not talking about that here. And we do not rely on Agola, even on straight pipes. So he also, just like Ramin says, this is really like a minig of our region. We know we don't do this. Um, so who could be Bakel against that? And then here's the connection to the beginning. He says, Begam Eshtaka, just last year, Nishlak Chuvra, the Kalam Adinus, Magoin, the Bekiva Eger, Nere Yoyer. So he's still alive. This is the end of Sadiq Zayn, Roy Sadiq Ches. So technically here, it's two different things. Technically, Rukiba Eger was saying that he doesn't believe potato mashka is real. Samach Tzedek is talking about Hagola, but he's invoking Rukiba Eger to say that uh, this is a serious subject. This is not uh, simple. That's without the din. And then to get into the din, so it's not the lengthiest chism, and we'll just touch on it. He says, there's a lot of chashas, I'll mention some. Um, how can we make uh, if the kalim are not clean properly? How can you rely on the fact that it doesn't have kadena sinas tam? 
when it comes to Agala, we say that there has to be nothing, has to be absolutely clean and thoroughly, and it seems to be what we seem to be be told here that it's not fully cleaned. So Ebazai, and that's any answer, Kolshikain, Khamat's Bain. Um and some of invokes an interesting shita. There's a shita of the Goinim and hold that Tam Chometz Shinesbato Beshishim Kedem Apesach Chayzer V'Neir BePesach. Fran is our shita. Talk from Rav Natur Noi Goin. It's the shita of the Goinim, and they tell you that talk a bottle before Pesach, but then on Pesach it's Chayzer V'Neir. The Alter Rebbe here in the footnotes they note that the Alter Rebbe brings this in Tafkam Zayim Adas Goinim. And this is something where a different achreinim say different things, lamaisa, uh, as to whether we're cheshesh for that or not, but the Tzemach invokes that. Also, Tzemach says, it could be like, oh, it doesn't work at all, because there's a levush in Simon Tafnanaf that says that the barrels that absorb mashka are even worse than a beser. So even the Taz, who uh, says that Hagola does work in a beser, but when it comes to the barrels, of, the barrels of mashka, you would have to do it more thoroughly with water and ashes, etc., so Mamela could be, he says here, and this is, this is a case, not, not just the Magan Avram, but even the Taz would be made uh, that uh, normal Hagala wouldn't work here. Okay. We have another, and then that's the, that's the end of Simran Alf. Then they have uh, Hashlama, which is another Nusuk of the same Shemab, more or less says the same things, in other words. But uh, Zusman didn't back down so easily. Zusman then traveled to the Isaac of Itapsk in El. That letter to Tzedek is from somewhere between Tammuz and El. And in El, he went to the Isaac of Itapsk and he got a hetter from the Isaac of Itapsk. He was, uh, you know, not going to back down so easily. There was uh, his hechsher, the the Chaim's business, the pirates, is, you know, there was stuff at stake here. So the, we have we have the letter of Isaac. Isaac says, very respectful towards Bzusman, says, Taka, Shailas Chacham, with the Tshuva, you wrote such a nice Tshuva, to say that it's fine. Now he says that he also concedes the Dover Chadash Lahachjer, Kleaz Avad Shem Pesach, that's why people are uh, reacting the way they are. Uh, but you're asking me to say my opinion, I can't say no to someone as great as you. So besides uh, what you already were Ramazgur, but you said, the way you described it is, is that you. Um, covered everything in plaster for a few days, and then you boiled it with boiling water that had bubbles, and you put plaster into the water as well. So he, Isaac really buys into the whole nifsel meachilas kalev idea. That uh, if nifsel meachilas kalev, then it's mamish. It's not a chafz of chametz anymore, it's afra. So agala is about taking something that's there and taking it out. Here, with the uh, Nufsa Achilles you don't have to take it out. It could be right there. And what's there was Chomets a minute ago, and now it's Afra Baalma. And it says this, with this boiling water, with this plaster, is going into all the cracks. So Mela, even if the Chomets is Be'en, it's Be'en, but it's not Chomets anymore. It's Afra that's Be'en. And it's all done before this manna is, sir. So it's talking out a problem. Um, he says, in fact, when it comes to Nufsa Achilles Kalev, uh, if even if you put it in your mouth afterwards and you eat it, it's only also mid So for sure, through Tarevis, after Nifsa Mechilas Kalev, even if it was not Shishim, just a regular rave, it should be fine. The Chak Yaakov says, even on Pesach, and you're not, not considered to be Machshiv, the Achila, because you're not trying to eat the part that was Nifsa Mechilas Kalev. That was bottle. You're eating the part that you like. 
Um, the concept? Um, I'm not sure, but you're saying that the fact that, said it was, uh, that it's Bachila afterwards, but Yeah, that's what he said. The Tan says that it's Bachila Eine Be'en is also Midrabon. So, Mimela, Mimaitza, Dvarim, Nelmad, Isaac says that. Uh, even if you want to go with all thing, it's a base. It's a base. Chares the Agola didn't work. The Agola didn't work, but the Chametz is not Chametz anymore. It's Afra. Side what's been and Kol Shekain what's absorbed. So why, why is that chat the Agola didn't work? The whole process worked. Well, we have a minute. We said there's a minute. We started off with there's a minute. But base because it's a Davar Charef, where minute is not to use Agola for Pesach. Yeah, that's 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 what Isaac is latching onto and saying. Well, the hot water is what also was how the Nufs Mechilas Kala happened. Three, he said he put hot water with plaster, the Sid, and, and that, he says, is, is ruining it. Um, for Pesach, to, to pass all things in Mechilas Kala before Pesach, why not? You do. You're supposed to pour bleach on everything in your house, no? Exactly. Uh, so uh, that's that, that works for Be'en, so for sure it works for what's absorbed, and it's done before Pesach, before there's Mana Isser, but it's not like we said, there's no Isser, it's not Chametz uh, anymore. And that's uh, only the Ravchet, the Milsa, but I trust the Rebzusman Bechlal that surely his cleaning was so thorough there probably isn't any Chametz Bechlal there, I mean, the whole thing is not, a, there's no Chametz Be'en Bechlal, but again, the Agala, also his, whatever he said about Agala is also true, and Siyuma the Milsa, it's anal of shum chashash, man, you have no land, the shasina, I'd be happy to drink it myself, what Isaac said. Um, but only on this person's hachshim. But now that this becomes a new minig in all the factories, that every factory starts doing it themselves, because Murayv, Balamalacha, and factories are not Benetayra, it's not the, the, the clientele, the, the workers that are attracted to this job are not Benetayra. So only this Rav, the Isaac of Chachim, he figured out how to do it, he signs Chai Elo. Um, the next thing we have, so we're almost finished there, just a few odds and ends. Um, we have a letter from the Tzemach Tzedek now to Reb Chaim Donayevsky himself, to the to the Nugget, to the Gvir, to the Balabas. As I got your letter, apparently Reb Chaim reached out to see if he can maybe handle directly with the Tzemach Tzedek. So the Tzemach Tzedek says, you're asking me about this mashke again? I'm very surprised. You already did this question last summer. And your Rav, your Matz, traveled here during the summer. And I told him my opinion. And before he left, I told him the Pemole, there's no hat and I showed him the reasons. And I said, I told the Bzusha, don't bother anymore. Don't bother and don't spend Chaim's money on this anymore to get a hatter Because I'm not being Matz. Why are you reaching out to me again? He must have not told you uh, that I told him not to bother. And again, Ein Malachadish. I don't I didn't come up with a. You're asking, did I come up with a heter since then? No, I didn't. <laughs> and I, uh, Isaac of Itapsk, for Chazer Mehatere Harishin, Kaidim Nashashana Ha'avar. So between Chayel and Nashashana, he says, Isaac already uh, backed down. So you, Chalila, and he wrote already, Chalila, you can't use his uh, psak. He uh, was Mavatal his psak. Is there any other we don't have that. So it says the Kosav, we don't have that that he wrote. No. 
Um, and Zusha knew this already. He says Zusha left uh, Labavitch and Cholmite Sukkas. So, and uh, Isaac was Mavatal's Psak for Rosh Hashanah. So, meaning he was by the Sam of Tzedek in the summer. He left, went to the Isaac, he got a no from the Sam of Tzedek, went to the Isaac, got a heter, came back to the Sam of Tzedek, said, Hi, I got a heter from the Isaac. And, and then by then, they, so however it happened, the Isaac himself uh, backed down. And before he left Labavitch, he already knew that. Now, he says, I, according to your letter, you have Ezer Abonim Amatidim. Who are the Abonim Amatidim? So we still have uh, Reb Chaim Rafal, the Strachel uh, Jr. And they, in the Ksav Yad, they have a Ksav Hechshir, Me'arav, Reb Chaim Rafal, Barav, Ramana, Levi, Mr. Shelah. And on its sign are Reb Baruch, Reb Nassim Schneer, Reb Menachem Mendel, who's the Shoicher of Lachavitch, Reb Avram, and then Reb Shimon, who's the Shatz of Lachavitch. It sounds like they're the, the, the Shatz, the... The Shub of Lachavich signed on, the Shatz of Lachavich signed on, it almost sounds a bit like a Heter Meir Abanim. <laughs> so, uh, so you tell us Rabbanim Amatidim, I'm not one of those, Reb uh, Chaim, let me tell you, I'm not one of them. It's not Adin Agomer, I hold it's Mama And Mavad Shudas Adin, again, he invokes, Puk Chazi, Kama Echmiru Goen Mechach Meader, the Goen Agodol, Reb Akiva Eger Zal, and here it's, the first shuva was in Virkas Achayim, and the second shuva, because Rabbi Kivega passed away, Yud Gimel Tishrei, Tafkov Tzadik Chas, and this is already after Tishrei. So in the interim, as is happening, Rabbi Kivega had passed away. So look at Rabbi Kivega Zal, Ubeis Dinoi, Ushorei Rabbanim Hagadolim. So he's referencing the letter from Varsha, Shleim Azalman of Varsha. Umishem Chaimer Isur Chametz of Pesach, Godru Gader, Beinyan Hayash of Pesach, Afil Bamakim Sheene Elamishem Chashashu Gzer Balma. Here, this clearly acknowledges that they made a Gader Bechlal, that they banned it Bechlal. The Kol Shekayim didn't be done. Where we're talking about Hagala problems, and he gives them a Shtekol Rebbe Shabracha at the end that Yishabrach Meshemayim, B'Malachis Roinai, Hashem will give you a Bracha, B'Kif Lekiflayim. You know, things should work out, but not this way. But uh, there's still pressure, there's still stuff going on. So we have two letters that the Semach Tzadik then wrote to Nechemi of Dubrovna. He says, um, uh, I said no. And he traveled from here to Vitebsk, this Motz of Lachavich, this stuff we said. He traveled, went to Vitebsk, got a hetter, came back with a hetter. And I saw that the Isaac is going with this Mahalach, that it's all Nifsum Achilles Kalaf. And Semach Tzadik says, you know what? I'm a little, uh, I'm a little stuck on that. It's hard for me to get into it. And also, someone says, I don't understand. I don't really fully understand how this factory works. It seems to have been an advanced piece of machinery by Russian standards. So Adrav, he says, if you can get, basically, it's like strategizing here almost, with Nehemiah, if we can get Rabbi Isaac of Hummel, if you find out that Rabbi Isaac of Hummel is against it, maybe we can get him to put out a clear shiva that explains exactly uh, what's wrong with it. If you can get into detail. If you, can, if you say you can get other Rabbanim, please get them involved. But don't uh, use my name for everything to say, uh, I want this psak. You know, it has to be a little more organic than that. Um, but you can write my opinion to whoever needs to hear my opinion. And there's another letter that another person got involved. Some said they got a cousin, Aaron of Kremenshog. Aaron of Kremenshog was the son of Freda. Some said he was the daughter of Dvedalea, and her sister was Freda, the daughter of his daughters. So he had a cousin of Aaron of Kremenshog, which is also in Ukraine. And uh, the problem is, Aaron of Kremenshog also wants to be Matir. And this is, uh, I don't understand what Samuel says, because the, the four Kalim, uh, which are based or Gomer, they only had an Iroi clearition. What kind of Iroi and Iroi that's going 20 Amis here that someone like invokes this time? That it's traveling and traveling and traveling. 
So, uh, as I already said, I wasn't eyeing enough. So, Mela, um, please let me know your opinion. Should I respond to my cousin and tell him that it's Osir? Or should I shove Altaisa? But then Rebzusha, meanwhile, could be saying lies in my name. Here he's, you know, saying what he thinks of him. He could be saying Shkodim Bashmi. And he tied us at the Mots of Shklov, Reb Gershon of Shklov is Mater, and I don't believe him, I think it's a Sheker. And I don't think he showed him all the tightness of the Iser, so mainly you can't trust uh, what he's doing. Let me know. So we have a Shabbatak and Divin Nechami, which they also include here as Hashlama, where uh, the, the Divin Nechami says, the Svara about the 20 Amas is a great Svara. That uh, if it's Nimshach, Kama Parsois, it's still an Iroi, the water is traveling and traveling and traveling. That's still an Iroi, it can't be. It hasn't been discussed before. And it's like a novel point. He says, but We'd have to actually work out, like, uh, how far does an Iray last before you say, obviously, it's not an Iray. Really, I think what Rami Tzok said, wherever this has to be of a boys, wherever it's, it's bubbling. So I guess you could probably watch Benetzius, maybe. He says, anyway, also here you have multiple Kalim, so it's even worse. Um, and anyway, Iray Gomor, even if the Iray was fine, it's a base air. Back to that. And then anyway, the water wasn't bubbling. So as we could tell from even what Rebzusman himself says, so it wasn't bubbling. It's uh, but the starts quoting what Rebzusman wrote somewhere. We don't have those uh, things he's quoting from Rebzusman. So there's another thing he wrote that we don't have. And he concludes, I would be machmer, just like you, said. promise of the Hagala, especially if Hagala doesn't work in in Beis um, and actually, I would do maybe be makele because of bittul b'shishim before Pesach, because he did hagala multiple times, so at least it weakened the belua. So maybe now there's at least shishim connected uh, what's belua now. Um, but I still don't understand. And he said, I don't understand that the Semach said that the, the sid shouldn't work because it's nice uh, I mean, the idea that it's nice and time of gam. The Semach said it didn't. I don't understand why someone said it didn't accept that the should work, but I myself have not looked into it sufficiently. Maybe he throws it back to the Semel Maybe you, if you've uh, worked this in and out, maybe you let me know. Oh, why didn't you accept it Isaac? Because the taps, Taka said, even though you said he was a boy, Taka, what was wrong with that Sabara? They never worked out what was wrong with the idea that it's become Nifsum Echilas Kalev and all that. Uh, another point he makes is that if there even was a crumb that was left, Be'ain, which would be more of a problem, but they do actually filter the mashka afterwards. So there no, is no chametz be'ain in the mashka itself. And that's where the shaka v'tariah and halacha is left off. The final thing we have is from the Semach Tzedek Taka to his cousin. Semach Tzedek wasn't sure how to talk to his cousin about it. The last thing we have is he writes to his cousin, and he says, here's a copy of my tshuva that I already wrote, and I hope that you will also be mechazek to not sell it already for Pesach, and you should warn the whole Medina Smala Russia, which is Ukraine, Kremenchug, they shouldn't make any more Yash for Pesach unless it's in Kalem Chadashim. And not through Hagala, I always see, because you can't be Magal, but Shemoif in a Zavada factory. Plus, you have the, the Chumr of Rashi, that first of all, from you can't be Magal. And then you have the Chumr of Rashi, uh, that uh, Hagala doesn't work uh, for uh, Beser, even the Kayachad, the short Kalem Rabim. Also, this is the Church of Nevatel Isra over here. And in Nevatel Isra, that was the Temach Sadek's final word on the subject. Now, Rebbe Eger, how does Rebbe Eger factor into here? So on the one hand, 
it sounds like some Volker became Eger. And the second time you made it clear that, oh, Eger was great then again there. Other hand, you've seen this last letter that sounds like Fierce Ice that we have to continue doing the way we used to, that there has to be uh, Naya Kalim. Um, also, just because you see from here, like I, like I, way I introduced this, is that with you know, modern industry, so that's when and the, the more complex, also you have these complex factories and sounds like themselves, uh, it's, it's complex, I don't fully understand how this works. Um, so um, this the chlal gives you, uh, besides the Bikimegar who had that specific issue with uh, the potatoes that he claimed didn't work, but even even once you get beyond that, you see from the whole halachielach here, the idea of, you know, the factories and the problems and that, and uh, which factory today, uh, who knows, I'm saying even how this transits into factories today, which factory today has entirely new uh, kalim for, for Pesach, I don't know if that's a, it's a thing with so, uh, Mamela, you're getting into questions uh, like this. So, uh, so, so that alone would be uh, the basis to say, so, as I introduced this, that you know, this is the idea of uh, the chumris of products that, uh, as in, as industry develops, as things become more uh, sophisticated, the machinery, the products, the ingredients. So, Mamela, these chumris come. Uh, almost automatically in many ways, and it is uh, legitimate to uh, raise concerns about how, uh, how you kosher in the kalem, how you doing this, how you doing that, or Kivega was concerned about the ingredients themselves. Now, in Lubavitch, it's bavost, that we talk don't drink mashka, not from potatoes, not from beets. So if you, I'm, I'm going to refer now to Oitzimanaga Chabad from Bishol Munshine, who has uh, an arach uh, on this. So he quotes the different Makaitis. So in Kutisipurim, her love, he quotes some Grainim, that in Sam Tafish Samach Vav, that is Suda, Pesach, and they were talking about this topic came up. And they said, we have a Kabbalah that Samach said to be Machmer, not to use it at all. And Taka didn't use it at all. And Rashab said that the Rav Manash used it once, Achrin Shal Pesach, Nach Halbin Tok. You also have the famous Shimis of the Rebbe. Which maybe was censored in some places that they take a misnagel and einviklin and a machine vitalis and angus and a pesach de kabrantfen. So that's in that verse, it's almost like mamish a misnagel shazach to have a pesach de kabrantfen. The Kudus of Purim, he also writes, I heard him about the Samach Sadik said that Abkiv Eger, because Abkiv Eger said it's a Tama Kamos, if you would say an actual reason, maybe I could disagree. Volkmer can not ever gave it because he said the Tama Kamos can not ever gave Now, for love, as we said in the beginning, the, the, this letter of Kivayger wasn't that common. So, so for love, look at the Tzemach Tzad. The Tzemach Tzad doesn't even mention the Tama Kamos in these Chuvas. So he didn't even know what the, the, the story was talking about. But actually, now that I read the Chuva before we started, and it says clearly, after he says the problem, he says, and anyway, when I imagine people drinking Mashka and Pesach, it's very salt, and it's because of a Tama Kamos. So it is actually footage there in the letter. Um, and then Munchen actually, uh, this is before it was all put together nicely, he says, oh, we have this whole Shakta Vitaria and Yagotaira, and he points out that this is really only about Hagala, and that, uh, so it looks like that uh, the Israel, it's an Isser, you could say maybe it wasn't the Spashit yet, it was not much within a year, Taka, a year or two, so maybe the Isser wasn't the Spashit, it took time. But uh, he says there are other Shuvas as well, in another Kavit of Yagotaira, there's a Shuva from the Matzalabavich, uh, a few years later, where there was a shaila of Pesach de Gamashka, where there was a problem with the seal. Um, and he says, he spoke to the Tzemach Tzedek, and the Tzemach Tzedek said, in this case, the Chumre is a Chumri Yaseda, 
So the Psak and Tafelish base still was Lahapin the Shtes of a Pesach, Lishum Gimgum Klal. So it's actually not so partial historically to figure out if you have all these stories of Shem and what year, at what point, because Kiva Eger is Tatanic Vav, this parish is Tatanic Ches, that parish is Tavrish Beis, and uh, they're still not saying that it's a problem if you do it right. Uh, another story, even some, some per love, is that a chassid from Karap once brought mashka to the Tzemach Tzedek for Pesach, and the Tzemach said, we don't use it. And the chassid said, Rabbi, I did it myself on potatoes. And the Tzemach didn't accept it. Another mice he brings from Reber Yaffe, B'Shem Rebchob Liner, Rebchob the Alter, that uh, someone told the Tzemach Tzedek, I'll make mashka, mashka for Pesach. And the said, said, no. So he said, I'll, I'll do it in my house, potatoes. He said, no. Why? Because the Bikiyager says, Tamakamos, if it was long, this I could disagree. And Shmuz was Sipurim, Chele Gimel, which I think is not as much as the rating rankings of Sipurim Chsidah. I think Chele Gimel is not as much as Chele Galaf. It says, all the way Bishem Magnum is rich. That uh, Magnum is rich, didn't drink Mashkan Pesach. They once asked him, they offered him a Mesibah, and he said, no. And he said, says Shetan, the Matzah is Mechladas Vasa. We all know that when you're taking medication, you don't drink alcohol. Um, also, he says, Perlov himself points out that in Lubavitch, even though the Taka didn't drink it, they were not, they did not treat it like Hametz Gomer. They used to keep it, they would use it, they would use alcohol for to light things. They used Pesach Tikamashka for the alcohol needs on Pesach. Um, which is not what Rebbe Kiva says, because Rebbe Kiva says it's Mamshak Hametz Gomer. Another thing he points out is in the Stei Chemed, the Stei Chemed interacted a lot with Chabad Rabban of his door, which is a bit later, talking about the Rebbe Hashab, and uh, he quotes Rebbe Lezer Lazarov of Ramen about Pesach Dika Potato Mashka, and uh, and uh, we, we now have, Munshan says, we have Rebbe Stechem just references it, but we do have the full tshuva. And Rebeliezer writes clearly there that Rebekah Egg's gzera was not in the spash at Nara Medina. And he says, even Melchatchil, he wants a tiny, it wasn't even nigzar outside. Anyway, a rough can't be geyser outside of his jurisdiction. And uh, we drink, uh, we've been drinking mashka made from burikas, so beets, like uh, we understood. And now with the potatoes, so the potatoes probably spread earlier to Rebekah Egg than they did in Russia. Russia, when the potatoes spread, it should also be fine. And there were other abonim at this period in the Tafresh Mems, this is the time of that Marash, uh, other abonim got involved and said it was fine, and other Chabad abonim was all, Becheskel, Serkin of Kapos, the Belezer, Lazar Barkahan of Polotsk, Chaim Yankel Vidiravich of, Ma- of Moscow, Eilip Haft of Kanatop. And uh, so actually, historically, it's a little more complex to say who, when, where in Lubavitch, but the time of the Rashab, we see... All Mekaitis are from the Rashab and those who are in the Bavach, Begreinim, and all of that. So even though the Meyach is the Tzemach historically, that's a little, it's a little hard to understand how that all works and fits, but it was at least the Sparsim, Minik Chabad, by the time of the Ebed Hashab. Then it gets into uh, the other Chesidish Kaizen, and there are different things. The Chesidish, the, the, the they drink uh, schnapps, they drink uh, Slivovitz, which is plum. So you find, I saw the, 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 the Babav, they found that the first Babav of Shlema was the Enoch of Divrechayim. They found that in Tafresh Mem something, they printed in the Machzik Adas a Hachshar that Shlema wrote, and he was still in Vishnitza. He wrote a Hachshar on the Slivovitz that was being produced there. So you see that uh, the Gzeda wasn't fully in a by the Chesedish either. So I don't even know if we can point at a specific place and group and say that, oh, this place was Taka Angonomen Leomayad. So it's 
Pimega wrote potatoes. He didn't say technically plum or beets or whatever. Um, it seems at some point the dominant pace of the Kamashka was potatoes, and all the stories of the Temach Tzedek, it's he's saying, oh my God, potatoes. Um, potatoes are probably an everyday ingredient. Maybe sugar beets were, were something you had to buy from the pirates. Uh, you know, plums are not around in Russia. So, uh, so that's, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I, if I wanted to go a little longer, which I won't, we're finishing, but there's an uh, interesting Hamshech, uh, uh, the Talmud, uh, the, the Talmud, um, the Adaras Eliyahu, Eliyahu um, Gutmacher, I believe his name was, so he has a tshuva in the Deir Salyoh Yeridus and some We actually tries to tie that the Isser is not an Isser. I, the son of Rakiva Eger, wrote Isser Gomer. He still has a deal to explain how an Isser Gomer is not an Isser, and he wanted to tie that it's fine. And Shlema Eger, Rakiva Eger's son, and his Shalshut Shlema Eger, Nemzachan for his father, and he mentions, gives a little more historical background there. He says, I know it was a Maisa of Pliny that year had Pesach Degamashka, and it was a big loss for him. And Af became Rakiva Eger said, No, it's for real. It's serious. And one more thing to be assigned to when we're on this topic, there is uh, in Chabad, another Chabad source, I mentioned that I mentioned, um, in Yagdut Taira, they printed uh, a Shaila from one of Chabad Rabbanim, Benigea, Pesach de Kamashka, where Ketanius is mixed in. And there's a tshuva about how to look at that. Also, the assumption being that Pesach de Kamashka itself is fine. question is about the Ketanius in Zechi Yehuda from Le Batlan Simen Hey. All right.